0: It happened, it's over, we did it, my god, we did it, that's right, the Dodgers won the World Series, do I need to remind you that, is that the first time you're hearing it, the Dodgers won the World Series, this is Swing Shift, my name is Ryan Bershinger, he is Bo Benson, and yes, on today's episode, we are in full celebration mode, the Dodgers actually did it, despite the fact that we kind of gave up a while ago, oh my god, they actually pulled it off, Uh, this completely changes the next decade, for the Dodgers. It changes the last decade for the Dodgers. It changes everything. And for the first time in a long time, we can actually think about baseball in November without wanting to violently vomit. <laughs> oh my God, it's so nice. So we celebrate, we look back at the World Series, we highlight some key moments, uh, we talk about what this means for guys like Clayton Kershaw. Uh, What it means for Justin Turner. And yeah, we talk about the whole COVID situation and what happened there and how really this is Major League Baseball's fault and not JT's and not the Dodgers. We also start to look ahead to the offseason and three major bits of news came out today just a couple days after the World Series to show that we might be entering one of the weirdest and honestly one of the darkest offseasons that the sport has ever seen but let's not get too negative because the Dodgers are world champions. The Dodgers are world champions and that's all that matters. So come in, celebrate with us. This is Swing Shift with Ryan and Bo. Well, the word is out. The Dodgers are world champions.
1: It's time for Dodger Baseball.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes! Uh, we hold on one second. Just uh, oh. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just hold on. Let me, um, click and drag, delete, delete. Yeah, get rid of that. Uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, deleting the, uh, Kirk Gibson home run because I never have to fucking watch that thing again. <laughs> never have to see it again. I don't ever have to see that again. <laughs> We never have to see it. We don't have to see fucking Tommy Lasorda duck waddle out of the dugout, pumping his fists. We don't have to see Gibson hobbling around the bases anymore. Never again. Never again. We don't have to see it.
0: Uh, Oh. Yes. (laughs) I might
1: still be. I might still be drunk. I don't know. (laughs) I was was so hung over yesterday. Oh.
0: Thank you, Ass Life. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs>
1: dude, I'm so... I actually... I told... Uh, after game four, I told God that I would go to church if the Dodgers Yay. won. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, we did it. I, uh, oh.
1: dude, I, have to, I guess after work on Sunday, I got to stop by uh, House of God and...
0: Oh, thank you, everyone. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: This oh. is... Uh, this is incredible, man. I, I I legitimately never thought that we would see this day. My my uh, my Steam bio for you know however long Steam has been around oh, wow. has been uh, has been that I will it, it's it says that I will never see the Dodgers win a World Series. So I gotta <laughs> I gotta change that. I keep forgetting to do it.
0: I mean, this is it's hard to like pinpoint what the best thing about this is. Um,
1: no, no, there's, there's, it's so it's, (sighs) it's just never going to wear off. I don't think like I, it, it doesn't even, it still doesn't feel real. And I think for that's like the same reason for the Lakers is like, we can't have a parade. We can't celebrate it like that. But like just watching, I've watched, you know, the final strike countless times already in what two days. And like, I will watch it forever. Like, I just I never thought it would have after after 2017 being that close. Yeah, like to lose. And it's just like, well, that sucks. And you never know when you're going to get back and then to get back the next year. But like, you know, we've said many times, like 20, <laughs> the 2018 Red Sox were the best team I've ever seen with my own eyes. Jesus Christ! Uh, and we knew that there was no real chance for them to win that series mm-hmm. and then to lose that one. And it's just like, well, okay, that's fine. Maybe next year they'll be better. And then 2019, they don't really do anything to get better, but they get healthy. And then to lose the way they did to the Nationals. The Nationals. Like, what? The Nationals? Really? This is who you're going to fucking lose to? This is going to be the end of your window? Is losing to the fucking Nationals? Letting Howie fucking Kendrick hit a Grand Slam? Like... That was insane. But then, you know, fucking they add Mookie and it just, I don't know. They Didn't they feel like the team of Destiny this year?
0: Oh, absolutely. Didn't it just
1: feel like this was their year, like Doc said?
0: That's, I, I think you're, you're hitting on the point and why this is so significant. Obviously, it's, it's incredible and awesome to win a World Series. And this is a feeling that you and I have never experienced. So that alone is uh, the celebration is is still going for me. I was so fucking tired yesterday uh, we're recording this on Thursday The Dodgers won on Tuesday. Uh, yesterday I wanted to observe it as another day of celebration but like once it got to like six o'clock I was I was falling asleep. I was so tired because i I, I think I've just uh, committed so much time and energy to the Dodgers (laughs) over the last month that it was I slept for nine hours last night and I'm not exaggerating I slept for nine hours it was incredible but um I I think a a huge factor of this and and why this is so great is the fact that because of the last couple years there was this feeling developing I think amongst a lot of Dodger fans That it was just never going to happen.
1: No. Yeah. No. I the way the way they lost the Nationals was so painful. Mm. It it was just a culmination of the last the two seasons prior, and then that was to watch Kershaw give up those home runs back to back, the way he did, and then you know knowing that there was no reason for him to be in that game. Yeah. Knowing that they had fucking traded for Colerac to do exactly that. Yeah. And then just the way the offseason unfolded, finding out that the Astros cheated, it's, it was just so disheartening. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, to to trade for Mookie Betts and then to have the entire world come to a halt. Yeah. <laughs> and then not know if we were ever actually going to get him to play in a Dodgers jersey. Yeah. <laughs> And then for him, I don't know, like just for him to sign an extension and then just the season they had and to cap it off with the World Series win, it's just, it's unbelievable. Um, and I, you know, I <laughs> I just don't think this feeling is ever going to go away. Uh, at, at least not until next year. Who knows? I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, it's it's hard to put into words how incredible it is.
0: And And you and I were talking about this too. This is the first time. Where a baseball season is over, and I actually want to watch baseball.
1: <laughs> like, I don't mind. Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, I can. I can get information about baseball news. I can watch Moneyball. I can watch Major League, and I don't want to fucking punch my television. Oh my God, because
0: especially over the last couple years, uh, once the Dodger season has been done. I've wanted to detach from everything that had to do with baseball for like until until the next oh, calendar year, dude, not even dude, just detach <laughs> from everything. Yeah. And uh, and last night, a- as I did Tuesday night as well, I just put on the Dodger channel as I went to sleep and I and I and I did that and I thought about it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so different because because yeah, last year, especially and the, over the last couple years, I wouldn't have done this. <laughs> like, well, yeah. yeah. I would have detested the thought of doing this. It would have made me so angry that the channel even existed. If I passed by it on my guide and saw it, I'd be mad. Now yeah. I, I, this is, I can actually enjoy and appreciate baseball. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> when it's do not you going feel, on. Do you feel like a weight has been lifted?
0: Absolutely.
1: I do. I like 100%. I do like, It's, it's so crazy, but I I legitimately feel like someone in a fucking horror movie (laughs) that was being hounded by some kind of demon Yeah, that it's now been exercised from my body. Like, (laughs) and it's, I I don't know, like, it's crazy. I mean, people that know me, the Dodgers are really the only team that I actually give really two shits about. Like, Mm. I like the Lakers and football is whatever to me. Like, Mm. I don't really care, but like. I grew up going to Dodger games like I've I was watching fucking Eric Karros and Mike Piazza and Rolla Mondesi live I cried when Piazza got traded I fucking got to go on the field at Dodger Stadium when I was a kid and just see it and be there and live there and like I didn't really know what it meant like I wasn't you know super into it as a kid but then like you know you get older you understand it more And then just the last, you know, 12, 10 years of Dodgers baseball where they've been, you know, in the thick of things outside of what was it like one year where they were just not good. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, each consecutive season of just failure and heartbreak and, you know, fucking Matt Stairs. Oh, my God. (laughs) uh, Shane Victorino (laughs) or Jimmy Rollins, whoever it was, it hit the double to win that game and against the Phillies and just. Watching the Giants win the World Series three fucking times, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and then various Kershaw letdowns or failures, whatever you want to call them. And 2017, and then now knowing what we know about 2017, like just for them to finally climb that mountaintop and get there and for us to know what the feeling is, it's just, it's an incredible feeling. Like, and I'm just so, there's so many just micro reasons why this run is amazing mm. but like my god there's it's just it's it's there's a new thing every day that makes you think like wow that's really cool that that happened like fucking victor gonzalez you know almost giving up on his dream yeah and then coming in and being yeah. in absolute nails as a reliever yeah and then like you know julio how how fucking amazing is it that a mexican born pitcher is the guy on the mound to clinch this clinch the nlcs and the world series for the dodgers
0: yeah yeah seriously someone
1: that we've been like super high on since he fucking was signed mm-hmm. and then to watch him actually pan out like and fuck man like i forget i think it was evan grand or someone that tweeted but like you know all 18 playoff games or something for the dodgers were started by a pitcher that came up in the dodgers organization yep like how how insane is that yeah like this is this is what happened. I remember Molly Knight tweeted when they first hired Andrew Friedman that, like, eventually they were going to be a juggernaut mm-hmm. and the rest of baseball would be terrified. And, like, this is the end result of that. Like, mm-hmm. they won because of their homegrown talent. Like, they they spend money, but like any smart Dodgers fans will tell you, a lot of the money they spend is on contracts that other teams gave these guys that the Dodgers took on while stealing one of their one of those other teams, you know, best prospects. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just insane. And then, you know, the final to actually have Mookie Betts be the final piece to get them over the hump is just incredible. And just like everybody on the roster in some way contributed. There's no one that's like getting a ring that didn't earn it in some at some level. Like people that were mad about Tony Gonsolin giving up that home run to a Arena, like kiss my ass, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was off the plate. That was, it was off. Ridiculous. It was like six
1: inches off the plate watching it, I thought it was just going to be at least I thought best case scenario was a fucking hard line out to Mookie. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, you know, worst case scenario, it was a double off the wall, but like he just poked it out over the fence. Like there's nothing you can do about that. It's not Tony's yeah, it's fault. True. Like the Dodgers aren't in the world series. If Gonsolin doesn't pitch well in the regular season, like right. why would people be surprised that he had an uneven playoffs when his schedule was completely thrown off because <laughs> they swept the fucking Padres. Yeah. Like, would you rather they have lost a game to the Padres? Like, <laughs> it, it is what it is but like just there's no dead weight on this team like everybody contributed they're all fucking legends like everybody on that team is a legend in this town now like i don't care oh yeah oh
0: and, and and i think that i i think you're hitting at a really big point too is is this this aspect of relief and uh amongst dodger fans i think there's been so much tension and so much uh so much pressure that is built up over the last decade, especially where we all got accustomed to the team letting us down in October. We it, it came, it happened so often that we just got used to it and we kind of expected it. So, and and you and I both threw in the towel on the <laughs> end when they're, when they're down three one. You're like, yeah, we've seen this movie before. This is exactly what's going to happen. And the yeah. fact that they got to that point again and came out of it and won, is just incredible. And and I think of like, yeah, we're, we're looking at how uh, these expectations developed, especially in 2017 with the letdown of 2017 and with the, um, the the chance that we had in 2018 and then the complete letdown in 2019. But you can even go prior to that. And I hope to God you don't hear the gardener outside of my window <laughs> right
1: now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nah, man, I don't hear that at all. <laughs>
0: uh it's all right it's gotta do his job
1: whatever that's, man that's we're it. we're like just one o'clock it's fine yeah there's <laughs> there's nothing can nothing can bring me down right now
0: it's better they do this now than at 7 a.m which they've done on saturdays which is just ridiculous isn't that amazing that's but, so good <laughs> like, who's telling them to do this <laughs> stop this um <laughs> but uh uh what oh going back to like the first half of the 2010s as well think about how good that 2013 team was and uh and then you had uh, of all people of course joe kelly drilling yep. hanley ramirez in the ribs and then I, suddenly uh, they couldn't win in the postseason
1: i vividly i vividly remember watching that happen man like just dude we just we don't have to worry about that anymore we can never we don't have to think back to that it doesn't no, matter
0: exactly and that's we do not like,
1: have to we uh, no longer have to think about oh what if granky just covered third base oh my god like oh. that doesn't matter, like,
0: yeah, it doesn't. All of these things, especially like I think of. So I went to I remember a game that I went to. I want to say it was 2016. Um, It was, you know, an August or July game. It wasn't it was a standard middle of the summer game. It didn't matter that much. Um, And uh, I don't remember who they were playing, but there were these like these these couple of of loudmouth college dudes that that were like a, a row or two away from me. And uh, the game was going well, and so their you know their standard heckling of the opposing team was fine, but um, I, th- I think it was Pedro Baez who eventually came in, and um, it was only like a one run lead or so, and he gave up a run, and it was tied, and these guys were so fucking mad <laughs> for <laughs> this <laughs> random regular season game, and and one of them yells, "Oh, must be a reliever," and I'm like dude, like why you think you're making a point right now? Like <laughs> 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 it's like driving by the, a uh, Hummer on the freeway and going, Oh, it must be a Hummer. Like, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, dude, yep. that's true. You're good right. observation, man. There you, you go. You, you did it. Um, so then the Dodgers end up losing that game and whatever. I mean, you know, random, random regular season game, not a big deal. And these guys are just so beat up about it. They're so mad. And, um, and, you know, one of them says, I mean, look, man, it's not that big of a deal. They have a really good team. This is just a random game. And then one of them goes, yeah, but will they win in the World Series, though? And I'm like, I I, I always kind of rolled my eyes at that response because, for one, again, this is a random July game. You can't you can't have any bearing on the future based off of this one random regular season game. Um but also like that was really kind of the attitude of a lot of Dodger fans over the last decade is like, yeah, these teams are great, but call me when they win the World Series. I think it was like Ryan Cole tweeted something like that during uh, during a crazy 50 game run that that they've had over the last couple of years uh, in the middle of, you know, it was like the 42 and eight run or something like that. And, and he goes, yeah, but, you know, I don't care unless they can actually close it out in October. Yeah. And, and I always hated that response because when you're so focused on just that, you ignore how incredibly talented and how incredibly entertaining yeah. these no, people are to watch. It's
1: the most upsetting. I hate that attitude. It's so stupid. And it's, it's, it's entirely propagated by fucking hot take radio and TV and all that shit. Like, I mean, it sucks in 2017 that they didn't win and it sucks that they got cheated out of it and all that stuff. But that was still an incredible season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like... Uh, The amount of uh, or or last year as well with you've got a different rookie hitting a walk off home run every day. Like (laughs) you have you have so many awesome moments over the last decade that a lot of fans just kind of wrote off because they didn't win the World Series. And so I'm really, really looking forward to this next next decade of Dodger baseball when people can finally just appreciate and acknowledge it, yeah. things. have fun because yes they've now proven that they can win the world series and they have and it's and it's great and they could easily win a couple more over the next <laughs> decade and they're set up uh, so nicely and we're gonna get into that a lot because like if yeah. you look at this team right now and where they could go and the fact that and we'll talk about this at the end of the episode um, the Dodgers might be the only team that made money this season. <laughs> so, um, they, they are set up in a way in which they're probably not done. They shouldn't be done. Um, Folks, these Dodgers are set up in a way you won't believe it. <laughs> and it's so exciting to see. But even even if they don't win another one over this next decade, this one championship despite the weird season and the different rules and, and all that weird stuff, this one championship alleviates so much pressure.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm content. Like, I don't, I really don't give a shit. Like,
0: cause I know my buddy, Steve, who I, I I know listens to some of our shows has always told me he just, he just wants one. He just wants to see one and experience one. And you know what? That's, He's right. Like, it's, true. it's true. It's As a fan, you just want one, and once you have that one, it it, it just takes such a huge weight off of yeah. you now, where you can finally just appreciate and enjoy this team. And I mean, fuck, man, are.
1: we feel like this. Yeah. Imagine how guys like Kershaw feel oh, right now. God. Which I am just so. Everyone that gave up on him and like, okay, I know that like when I tweet about the Dodgers or talk about the Dodgers, it's very much like laughing through the pain. Like, Like the entire brave series, I was adding them and calling them frauds. And like, obviously I don't genuinely feel that way, but the only way to fucking not have genuine anger about it is to try and laugh about it. Right. So like, of course there are times where you make jokes about Kershaw and stuff like that, but I always wanted him to succeed Hmm. and nothing i never wanted anything more than for kershaw to succeed and like i knew we we also all knew that like 95 of his playoff failures were not even his fucking fault yeah like the, the uh like we talked about the inherited runner stat is insane yeah and how much of that is because fucking for whatever reason, both Don Mattingly and Dave Roberts thought that Pedro Baez should always piggyback behind Clayton Kershaw <laughs> when he gave up, you know, a single and a double or some shit to put runners in scoring position. Like, that, there's nothing Kershaw can do about that. But no. we always knew, I think, that his career was valid or whatever. You know, mm. he didn't need a World Series championship for his career to be validated. Everybody that has a fucking brain knew that he was at least a top five pitcher of all time. But like for him to get that monkey off his back, like Steve Young, and just to see the joy in his face. And like he said, I think after game five or whatever game it was where he pit where he started, where you know he talked to his, you know, he just wanted his kids to be proud of him. Like for him to get this, it just means the world to me. And I'm so happy for him. And I'm I'm happy for Justin. Uh that dude. I mean, Turner is really the in my opinion, the kickstart for this current like dominant era of Dodger baseball. Yeah. Like, man, just he's, you know, just been there and whatever the Dodgers need to just give him, you know, whatever he asked for Mm -hmm. in this this offseason. That's fine. And then, you know, fucking to have Seager's career validated in some kind of way, as you know, we've always believed that Seager could do this uh it's incredible just i'm so happy for him and you know fucking honestly to have fucking friedman validated
0: yeah yeah
1: after after the shit that he got from a lot of people which again it's not even necessarily his fault uh yeah i i don't know if you noticed but fucking occupy dodgers seems to have disappeared (laughs)
0: i know (laughs) i wonder what that guy's fucking, doing now fucking dumbass <laughs> that weird fucking dude and who god was the other oh dodgers therapy was the other one yeah clearly some some old dude <laughs> i wonder what they're doing now i wonder what their life is like i, fucking, I wonder what they are like as a person i've always thought dude, that and, dude. like, just what, like fucking
1: unfortunate like the only fucking uh legitimate Dodger fan celebrity, in my opinion, is fucking Vic the Brick, man. Oh, yeah. He's the only one that ever stayed positive about anything. Like, oh, God, yeah. Fucking, is it the, the one guy, Moneyball Steve or whatever his fucking name is? <laughs> that dude's an idiot. Like, all the famous Dodger fans are a bunch of fucking old fucking farts. <laughs> you can't just enjoy things while they happen. Like, whatever, man. I, I know. It's just... oh, It's insane. And just... Man, like I said, like we both like there's just so many small things that are going to hit every single day about how special this team is. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, like. I, uh, I hope that. I hope that they offer a ring to ether. I hope that they offer a ring to camp because they wouldn't have been in this position without those guys either. That's true. And like, you know, fucking Ryu and Maeda and those guys like I uh, in my opinion everybody on the 2017 team should be getting a ring because yeah. they're not they're not here without that team mm-hmm. and they all deserve it We're fucking you know I think Dodger fans should all take this moment of joy to apologize to you Darvish yes Uh, man it's just ugh,
0: that it's incredible. would incredible that would actually be really good if if they did that if they decide because the the Dodgers organization can give rings to whoever Whoever the fuck they want which Uh, you know if you
1: guys are (laughs) listening uh i will take one
0: swing shift give us our ring
1: (laughs) (laughs) you you didn't win until we started talking about dodger baseball so really what's uh what's good
0: (laughs) we started in 2020 you know what well
1: actually we should actually get on the phone with mark walter as soon as he's done delivering his speech
0: (laughs) he's just still up there going um but Mark, you know, we are a top 10 Dodger podcast and we yeah. I believe we're the only one in the top 10 that uh, I mean, dude, like conceived in 2020 We're going <laughs> oral, but you know, they're going to get their ring anyway. So so we
1: as like as we sit here recording, like I pick up my phone to send you something uh, you know, or whatever and I look at my wallpaper and it says fucking 2020 World Champions Los mm-hmm. Angeles Dodgers and it's just each time it it just hits that's so
0: it's, good. It's it's. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I think this would be a really good way of kind of repaying the guys in 2020 who didn't get the ring. That was pretty rightfully theirs. <laughs> yeah. Given given everything that happened with the Astros. You
1: so. you at least offer them. And honest, Ether Ether has to get one.
0: Yeah. The
1: dude is dudes. I don't want to say he's forgotten, but man he was a bright he was one of the lone bright spots on this team for a long time
0: but yeah I do want to talk about uh as you mentioned Clayton Kershaw finally getting his ring which I think is is on on a micro level I think it's the most significant thing about this World series oh yeah it's, it's finally on his Hall of Fame plaque it will now have world champion on it and that yeah. is so incredibly significant I, I there I don't think that there's a, a person in the game who deserves it more than him. Uh, and especially seeing him evolve as a person over the last couple of years, uh, I, I look at his um, an article that he wrote for the Players Tribune prior to the season um, about uh, his his strong Christian beliefs and how that comes into play in terms of fighting for social justice and um, and and the, the role that he took on when the Dodgers decided not to play in response With everything. to everything. Yeah. Yeah. How he stepped up as a leader and uh, and said, you know, we go as Mookie goes, we want to be there for our teammate and we want to be there for for people uh, across the nation who are feeling injustice in this way. And then for him to continually be shit on by national media, because um, so many national talking heads don't know a lick about baseball. No <laughs> so they just latch on to the simplest narrative that they can, which has been Clayton Kershaw's struggles in the postseason. How is how is the best pitcher of our generation, you know, having such bad postseason numbers all yeah. that bullshit?
1: You know, I mean, um I I I may be incorrect here, but I do believe that Clayton Kershaw and Justin Verlander now have the same amount of rings, right? Uh, yeah, that's so, so hopefully everybody that says that Justin Verlander is a October pitcher that can get it done now says the same thing about Clayton Kershaw.
0: (laughs) Clayton Kershaw now owns the record for most strikeouts in the postseason. Yeah, that's
1: very, yeah, that's see, that's very interesting to me. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) And I mean, you know, uh, it's not like a lot of the all time greats have inflated, uh, stats or ERAs in the postseason because it's such a small sample size right? where, you know, just weird shit happens all the time. Yeah. No. um
0: <laughs> looking at his world series numbers specifically started two games one and both a 2.31 ERA 3 runs 7 hits uh 3 walks 14 strikeouts over yep. 11 and 2 thirds innings that uh by the way and and using a uh, baseball reference's fancy uh, championship win probability added uh added 17% chance of winning the championship
1: wow that's crazy
0: um which is also interesting that number uh, for his career, Clayton Kershaw postseason choker, eleven point five percent career championship win percentage added. Hmm.
1: Very so, interesting.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's weird. It's almost as if uh, Dodgers wouldn't be as successful if Clayton Kershaw wasn't there. Um, but thank God, Kershaw finally gets his ring, and uh, hopefully it's not his last. He can <laughs> he can get another one. Um, but even if it's his only one. Um, it validates his entire career. Hopefully yeah. it ends the the crap that people talk about him because he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do,
1: you, like, do you know how good do you know how good it's going to feel to. Well, it, like we no longer have to see those sad Kershaw pictures. Yeah. At all. We don't have to No. if anyone uses them. We can just post the one of him holding the World Series trophy. Yeah. But also like it's just. Yeah, dude, I don't I don't even know what I was going to say. I just I'm so happy for the guy it's just so good man. it's so good oh yeah uh we can just tell people to kiss the ring yes (laughs) like (laughs) anytime someone says something you just tell them to kiss the ring it's incredible it's such a good feeling
0: i i think also you 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 mentioned him uh let's talk about justin turner and um we'll get into what happened with him in game seven but I think we also do need to establish that, yeah, uh, second to Clayton Kershaw, the player that I most wanted to see a ring was Justin Turner. uh could yep. been such a crucial part of this franchise over the last decade, now holds the franchise record for hits in the postseason. He's constantly been one of the best, if not the best performer in the postseason for the Dodgers over the last decade. And you look at his career path and where he went, the fact that he was a, a non-tender by the Mets, um, and the Dodgers signed him because they needed an extra infielder and there was nobody else available at the time. <laughs> there was uh, there was such limited options that I remember the Dodgers Digest article where it might have still been Mike Socha's tragic illness at the time when um when one of them uh wrote the article and the title was you know what just signed justin turner already because they had no other options like like he was he was a fallback where they i I don't remember why there was an opening in the in the infield at the time but they didn't well i
1: think it was i think it was uh it was the year after luis cruz yeah Was going crazy for like a month and a half. Uh So he had the starting job to start the season. And then it was like, oh, wait, actually, this dude sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And they weren't certain about Juan Uribe. Yes. So they signed Turner as, you know, a utility man. Yeah. Then Turner, uh, Turner started using those dreaded analytics (laughs) to improve his swing. And then he became a legitimate like there was a point where Turner was arguably like at least statistically a top five player in baseball, like not even, not even just a top five third baseman. Like he was hitting like fucking Mike Trout. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was insane. And like I said earlier, like he was really the, the catalyst for this new wave of Dodgers baseball. Mm -hmm. And he's just been here for so long and he's just, you know, local kid. And to do this with the team he grew up rooting for is incredible. And I'll also never forgive myself for not, uh, Wearing a Dodger jersey the time I saw him at Disneyland. <laughs> Literally, like, maybe six feet away from me. Oh. Uh, yeah. Dark dark times.
0: Well, speaking of six feet away. So, and unfortunately. <laughs> it's a fucking transition for you. Uh, unfortunately. Was, yeah, dude, I didn't even.
1: Dude, I that was fucking. That was a hanging breaking oh, ball right man. there.
0: So, unfortunately, Justin Turner was pulled from game seven in the eighth inning because he had tested positive for COVID-19 um my initial thoughts first when he was pulled from the game I don't think anybody understood it and I was sad when he got pulled from the game because my thought was I want him on the field to celebrate this uh, out of all the people out there like mean, nothing against Edwin Rios he he deserves this he's been great but nobody deserves to be on the field at that moment more than Justin so um I was, I was like initially sad. And then the report came out and, and um, I didn't hear the broadcast say it. I saw it on Twitter a couple minutes later. So I didn't see it until like 10 minutes after the game ended uh, that Turner was pulled from the game because he attested tested positive and we don't need to go through what happened after that. You know, he, um, the team celebrated, he then came out for the team picture and, and he's in the team photo uh, and then he took some pictures with his wife on the mound. But uh, Major League Baseball had him pulled from the game and put into isolation in the back. And Major League Baseball is alleging that he broke isolation and came out to uh, be part of the celebration. So our thoughts on it is – and, you know, I, you'll, <laughs> my thoughts on it first off – um. This is more a vindication of how fucking stupid Major League Baseball is than anything. I think that, yes, if Turner had tested positive and was told to go into isolation after, he shouldn't have come out. Like I I and I understand like you want he wants to be out there to celebrate it, and I totally get that. Um but with what we know about the virus and yes, he had been with them for all day. They were all super exposed as it was. There's nothing you can do to stop that at that point. Um, but it is also right to point out that uh, viral load is is a real thing. It's the reason why uh, masks are significant right now, because there are studies that show that the amount of exposure to COVID-19 is directly correlated to the severity of the virus. But of course it was an extra like 10 minutes that he was out there with people uh, in comparison to the eight hours that he had been with them all day. He had probably contracted the virus long before that. So, um, the sad thing is, is that, yeah, I do think Turner should not have broken isolation once he was put into isolation as, as, as much as we want him to be a part of that. The fact is, is that that's a rule for a reason and he's going to get, a bit of a punishment for it. Hopefully it's not insanely severe. I see, you know, talking heads, throwing out the idea of 50 games and that sounds fucking insane.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you know what my, uh, you know what my position is when I hear that 50 game suspension number get thrown around, uh, uh-huh. uh, a, it's hilarious. That it would be anything more than the Astros got right. for what they did. Uh, B and if the Astros got to embrace the villain role, then that's fine. Suspend Justin Turner for 50 games and let the Dodgers be more pissed off at baseball for punishing them and not punishing the Astros. Yeah. Cause Turner probably is going to miss 50 games or some number anyway, cause he always does. So we might as well miss him due to a suspension that gets everybody else on the team annoyed and upset. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we're obviously both of us are very serious about COVID. I, Literally, have I went to a restaurant over the weekend for the first time in seven months. Like, you know, I do everything I can to stay safe. But like you said, the dude was around his team all day anyway. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's a failure of baseball because you can't have a fucking bubble that allows fans to come inside of it and uses hotels that are still open to the public. Like, that's not a bubble, you dumbass. Right. That's you being greedy and trying to maintain a positive image while doing everything you can to make money. That's, it's stupid. And you, baseball is so good at shifting the blame away from themselves to the players at everything. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, if Turner's teammates didn't care, if Turner's teammates wanted him out there, then that should be the bottom line. Like it is what it is. It's not great image, you know, it's not a great image or whatever, but his teammates wanted him there to celebrate. They were already exposed. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Like, it's, you know, honestly, it's probably more safe to be outside on the field in open air-ish than it is to be inside the clubhouse with him anyway. So it's life. It happened, but to try and deny Justin Turner a moment that he may never get to have again it's it's stupid i don't yeah i just i don't care it's such a non-story to me
0: speaking of his teammates let's we're we're a real podcast here we're a real show yeah uh here's some sound from walker bueller on the herd with colin cowherd about the situation with justin turner
1: we saw him come off the field you kind of hear what happens and and he's been such a big part of of our culture and our team for so long i think it's hard to to say you know you can't come out on the field and, and take a picture with the trophy with his wife and his teammates and, and things like that so you know we're all all through the country kind of dealing with this thing and it just so happens that it happened to us during game six of the world series but you know we held up the trophy and, and we'll deal with the rest after that you so, like yeah. that you like that let's uh <laughs> god we're, we're so good. let's hope that let's hope that nobody listens to it and we get in trouble
0: <laughs> we credited we're, we're we're promoting the brand um so. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, I think that the more interesting angle is, in fact, Major League Baseball's failure yeah. to address no. everything and anything that had to do with coronavirus. Because one hundred percent, the way that they handled it is so fucking stupid. For one, um, and isn't it amazing going into the World Series, uh, Major League Baseball like promoted the fact like, hey, look at this, no positive tests in fifty six days. Look at look at how great we're doing. Um, that was foreboding as shit. That's cool. Um, yeah they set up this entire bubble where I, I, we pointed out in the last episode a bubble with fans in attendance that is an oxymoron <laughs> that doesn't make any sense and and yeah the hotels that they're staying at they're public hotels there's there's people everywhere so what are we doing the fact is is that The reason why Turner's positive test came back during the game is because his initial test was inconclusive. So is is there not some sort of protocol in place in terms of how you handle a player that tests inconclusive? There's no way that he was the first person this season to have that happen to him. There's just no way. So why isn't Major League Baseball handling that in a better way? Why is it? that their results aren't coming back until the eighth inning of a world series game like, it's a and fucking world series. What, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. What, what happens if, what happens if the Rays win that game?
0: Exactly. And I That's, think this is a very interesting discussion.
1: Baseball is baseball is so lucky. Manfred and base major league baseball are so lucky that the Dodgers won that game because <laughs> you couldn't possibly have had game seven the next night with a positive COVID test for Justin Turner and then a positive race player as well. So what are you delaying it? Three weeks and setting up a fucking winner take all one night event. Like God, it would have complete. That's the only scenario where I would have put any kind of asterisk on this thing because that would have just been so unnatural for baseball to have like any kind of long break in a series like that. Both bullpens get rested. Both, you know, everybody... what The fucking Dodgers, if you give them three weeks off, the Dodgers can just do Walker Bueller for five innings and Clayton Kershaw for five innings or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like,
1: it's insane. It's They're so lucky that they dodged that bullet. I know. And that's the only way. I, I just, yeah, no. He, if you're writing a fucking think piece about Justin Turner and his actions after the World Series why don't you mention that baseball completely failed to do anything about COVID? Yeah. If we think, honestly, we thought football was going to be careless with their COVID restrictions and everything, which I think they are. Mm. Uh, baseball's right up there. Yeah. The NBA is the only sport that took it serious. The N- NBA and the NHL are the only mm. sports that took any kind of like serious look at how they could still operate while maintaining a safe environment. Uh, the other two sports just could not give less of a fuck. And if they don't care, I don't care. Like if his, like I said, end of the day, his teammates wanted him there. Then he's going to be there. That's what it is. That's the end of the discussion. That's all that matters. You can't, you can't sit there and write your fucking long form ESPN plus article about how Justin Turner looks so bad and how this is so bad, blah, blah, blah. When our own fucking government doesn't care about this disease. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. I just, I don't, I care about it personally. I wish everybody did, Mm -hmm. but like it. there's only so much one person can do and I'm not going to get mad at someone celebrating their fucking life's goal. Yeah. Like I I just, I don't care. Like I just don't, I don't, I really don't.
0: The amount of times over the last month in which, um, uh, let's be real in which Republican politicians all the way up to the president literally, uh, gathered in places knowing that there were people who were COVID-19 positive positive. And they went out around and m- removed their masks and did all yeah. these different things.
1: And, yeah, and <laughs> I'm supposed to care that a fucking baseball player did the same fucking thing? No, God. it's such a way. It's such a waste of time. God. You know what I say to these people? Kiss the fucking ring, man.
0: <laughs> but yeah, really though, the Dodgers saved Major League Baseball from a whole heap of trouble. Like if if the Rays win Game Six, you're looking at this gigantic disaster on their hands with game seven and all of that focus would have been put on Major League Baseball and not on Justin Turner because MLB is is deflecting like crazy right now being like, oh, we're, we're, we got to invest Justin Turner. We put him into isolation and he broke isolation. So now we're going to we're going to to investigate that and and we're going to punish him accordingly if if this celebration never happens, we're not having this discussion about Justin Turner. Instead, we're having a game seven. Yeah, probably in like two weeks from now, which yeah. would have been fucking insane and people would have destroyed Major League Baseball for it. Rob Manfred, who should be removed as commissioner as it is, would have would have, would have his head on a spike after this. Like it's 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 ridiculous. It's it's Major League Baseball yeah, should consider themselves so lucky. I love the the uh, the fun conspiracy theory that um, Rob Manfred put in a call to Kevin Cash to remove Blake Snell from the game, so that way the Dodgers could win that game, <laughs> so they would avoid this whole fiasco.
1: Yeah, can we uh, can we talk about that? For I'm so yeah. tired of the Turner stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we? Uh, thank you, Kevin Cash. He should oh, also Cameron. get a ring. Yes. <laughs> Talking about everybody that you get rings. I feel bad for him. I, I I feel bad for him at a certain level. Like I know. Uh, that's that was the raised thing like that's how they got to where they were. Mm-hmm. So I totally understand you can make a case for pulling Blake Snell what you cannot do is make a case for him putting Nick Anderson in the game.
0: Yeah. Which that's is really weird. that's where
1: he if you're so concerned about Mookie Betts and Corey Seager and Justin Turner and whoever put in Castillo. Yeah. Exactly. He's your best reliever. That's the whole point of like working your bullpen like that is using your best re- best relievers at the biggest moments in games. Mm-hmm. Like that I I have no issue. I mean, neutrally, I really have no issue with him pulling Blake Snell. I think there's legitimate concerns to the whole third time through the order thing. That's fine. If Cash's gut told him to pull Snell from the game, then sure. But to condemn analytics entirely, for some reason, because the move didn't work, it's not the analytics problem. It's just that the process was bad. Yeah. Like, you can't you can't get mad at the result when the process isn't good in the first place. I don't know. Like, he could have put in Castillo, and Castillo gets Mookie to ground out, and then gets Seager to pop out, and we're having a completely different discussion. Right. But he just, he made a bad choice. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, maybe going to Anderson was his gut. And if that's the case, then you can't turn around and be like, managers don't listen to their gut anymore, blah, 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 blah. Because, like, it, 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 who knows? I just, I'm every, I'm thankful that he uh, he pulled Snell from that game because I, <laughs>
0: I wouldn't have. I know, I know. And look, um, First of all, it's it sucks that Kevin Cash has killed analytics. Um, it's it's yeah. really unfortunate that no other franchise, especially the Dodgers, doesn't employ that. Yeah, no, you
1: know, company. analytics don't work is what I heard yesterday. <laughs> uh, you'll never win with them because Billy Bean hasn't won with analytics, which I think is very funny because. It's uh fucking funny. You know, God, it's not like the Red Sox use analytics, you know, <laughs> the the 2018 Red Sox who were famous for. uh great starting pitching and using small ball to win games instead of just fucking launching home runs as often as they possibly could. <laughs> or, you know, like the 2016 Cubs, definitely not an analytic analytical uh, franchise. No.
0: Um, Alex Cora would only put in starters on their bullpen days because he had a good feel, you know, it was a yeah. gut. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Uh, look, um, so RIP analytics, it's really sad to to see it go. Uh, it is interesting And, and this is, this is a fun, we're not going to like break down every game of the world series. We might do that throughout the off season because, you know, we've got, there's, there's going to be a lot of fun You know, and,
1: oh, (laughs) thank God we never have to fucking relive game four. Oh God. Oh God. Um, I, uh, I, I I don't get that angry at sporting events anymore. mm
0: -hmm.
1: I was so mad. I was so mad.
0: Yeah. I was, oh God, uh, the next morning I was, I was mad throughout the day. Thank God yeah, we played I the day and thank God I we couldn't won. sleep.
1: I couldn't sleep. Yeah, thank God. Can you imagine having to stew on that for a day?
0: Yeah, I know. If that was into an off day, it would have been horrible.
1: And that was, that was actually like, I thought after that game that they were going to lose a series. I thought yeah. they would come out super flat in game six. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to let it get to their heads, but they didn't. Like any other Dodger team would have fucking just folded. Yeah. Which we should have known after they came back from 3-1 that they weren't going to let that affect them. Right. But like, wow, man, I'm just so glad we don't have to relive that ever again.
0: Um, which just goes into, yeah, I never had so much confidence in a team going into the world series too. like, like after, especially after when they won game one, I was like, that's it series is over. They're winning the world series this year. This is incredible. Um, I even said that on Fox sports radio, (laughs) I said that that on national air, they're going to win the world series. And then, and then the guys were like, Oh, hold on now. Hold on. And I'm like, no, you, you don't understand. Like they're going to. You'd I've never felt this way before. If I'm feeling this way, it's because it's actually going to happen. Um, but I, I going back to Snell, I did want to point this out. So Blake Snell was pulled despite being completely and utterly dominant. Like one of the best postseason pitching performances I think I've ever seen in terms of pure stuff, uh, in terms yeah. of his control. He had struck out the top of the order twice. You know, he Mookie, Seeger, and Turner were all 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. Um, and they were about to face him for a third time, and Cash goes and pulls him, which, um, sure, yes, there is the analytic argument that you don't allow a pitcher to face the order a third time, but when he had dominated the order at that level, when you have Mookie, who who hits right-handers better than he does lefties, when you have Seager, who hits right-handers better than he does lefties, um, and then Turner, who, again, had struck out against him twice. Yeah, they couldn't...
1: Couldn't catch up to a fastball to save his life.
0: Yeah, it was very obvious that it was a bad decision. He was only at, what, 74 pitches, too?
1: Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, look, I, I I, also agree that it was a bad decision, but I'm just saying, like, you can definitely make a case for why he would do it. I just don't think right. it's a very strong case.
0: I just think I think it's interesting, though, that if you go back to Game 1, when <laughs> Tyler Glasnow um, was allowed to see the order the third time, uh, I even said going into the fifth inning in Game One, uh, th- that fifth inning started with Mookie Seeger and Turner. They was the lineup was flipping over for the third time, and for whatever reason, uh, Cash allowed Glass now to go back out there. It, when he did not have his best stuff, he finished up with obviously four and a third innings pitch. He gave up six runs on three hits and six walks. The Dodgers and, and, and a lot of that is because the Dodgers are the most patient team in baseball. Um, Max Muncie has the greatest play discipline that has ever been seen. And uh, these guys were working counts like crazy, which is, you know, a big part of why the Dodgers won this series is right from the get go. They're working and grinding through pitchers from game one on. Glassnow now was clearly labored going into the fifth inning. But despite that, despite that, he was facing the lineup for the third time. Cash let him go out there. And what happened? He got shelled. I'm not saying that this means that the same thing would have happened to Blake Snell. I'm just pointing out the fact that he used two different philosophies yeah. <laughs> in two different games. Yeah. Especially
1: because Glass now just straight up wasn't good yeah. in the
0: playoffs. Yeah. And like... I get that. I think probably what he's thinking there is that it, it is game one. So you want to get a little more length out of your starter in that game. But it was very obvious that Glass now shouldn't have started that inning. No, um, that he went to Yarbrough after that. And yeah. uh, he allowed some inherited runners to come in, but um, didn't allow any runs himself. But especially especially because.
1: Yeah, especially because the whole point of the Rays team was to use their bullpen. Right. So it was just very, I don't know, very questionable uh, both both times.
0: Mm-hmm. I also do want to, you know, just because I like dancing on graves a bit. Um, after game two, a very common hot take among national media was uh, bullpen games are stupid and don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, to that I point to game six of the world series. Uh, and, and I, I, can we, I do want to just quickly fly through also game six, uh, of course the winning game of the world series. Uh, the fact that, yeah, of course Blake Snell getting pulled early is what led to the Dodgers winning, but it cannot be, uh, overlooked how incredibly dominant every yeah. pitcher that came in after Gonsolin was in and yeah. even Gonsolin was fine. He didn't have his best stuff. Um, yeah, but his one run he allowed was, as we said, on a pitch outside a absolute zone fluke, a, a guy who is the only person ever to have double digit home runs in a single postseason. Yeah, the I
1: mean, I, I hope ever. he I hope he keeps it up. But also, like, I cannot wait for him to have to play a full season next year. Yeah. When everyone's had like six months to look at film and he hits like 180 something.
0: I know I, I, I do and Joe Buck and just
1: fucking cry about it. <laughs>
0: Dude. I do get a feeling that a Rosa Reina is kind of a fluke. Uh, I, I, I hope, I hope
1: he's not his bat speeds legit. Yeah, I think he'll I think he'll eventually figure it out. But like, you know, it's a shortened season and, you know, we haven't no one got to see this guy hit. So, like, it's hard to uh, figure it out. I just think like, dude, Dylan Floro made him look fucking silly. Oh, my God. Yeah. He struck him out on three, three pitches. Like, yeah, I. Yeah, no, whatever. Just fucking, however, Bob Nightingale, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Everything was fine until he made a tweet about how the Dodgers had figured out to get Randy Rosarina out, and then he just never,
0: <laughs> he never
1: yeah. made it out for <laughs> the rest of the series.
0: Um,. So yeah, Gonslin pitched that inning in two thirds, and then Floro came in just to pitch to a Rosarina, then struck him out on three pitches. It was fantastic. That's uh that's easily, you know, the 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 single best moment of Dylan Floro's career, obviously. Yeah. And and great for him. That's fantastic. Um Alex Wood I know you owe an apology to Alex Wood. I listen. I was one of the few people who advocated for his position. You on did the well, Okay,
1: roster. you I did it You were begrudgingly I, saying I, yes. that Alex Wood should make the roster. How dare you?
0: <laughs> I I did it because yeah, I I hated doing it, but uh, it did make sense on paper. And you know what? <laughs> two of the best endings Alex Wood has ever pitched in his life. He he looked like a man on fire. Like he was he was straight slicing through that lineup. He he looked pissed off. He was he just from a I don't even know what the numbers were. I drank a lot during that game. I drank a lot during the last. Oh, yeah. Games of the no, I,
1: I, I've never been. I've never been. That, I haven't that been that drunk since my mid 20s. <laughs> and like driving to work yesterday, I was like, why does my head hurt so bad? The sun was just destroying me. I've never, I haven't felt like that in forever, but you know, uh, absolutely worth it. Hundred um,
0: percent. But my God, yeah, Alex Wood threw twenty pitches, sixteen of them were strikes. Like, oh yeah, he looked,
1: he <laughs> just mowed, he was just mowing guys down. Yeah,
0: and and like I know, I tossed this out to you, and I saw a couple of people tossing out this idea as well. Is if you could go into this game, depending on Alex Wood, the way that the Rays lineup was set up with heavy left-handed hitters throughout. Um, it was really set up in a way where they could kind of, you know, pull the bait and switch on the Rays, where Tony Gonsolin is the starter and Dave's saying to the media, he's going to throw five, six innings. He's being treated as a starter. And then you pull him early and bring in Alex Wood to slice through those left-handed hitters. And that's kind of what they did. I mean, they, they yeah. did that kind of out of necessity. It, you know, they, I don't think that was the plan because Gonsolin didn't have his best stuff, but he was effective enough but he was pulled at the right time. Having Floro come in to face Rosarena was right there. Um, But then having wood just go and slice through. The thing was, is I thought wood should have thrown another inning and then he went to Pedro Baez instead.
1: Yeah. See, here's my thing though. Baez, I think is fine. Baez is so interesting. You cannot let him come in with runners on. You can't depend on him at that point. No, but I feel like if you give him a clean inning, I think he's generally fine. Like, he just, he's just—he's such an interesting character. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know earlier I said that everyone on this team is immortal here now, but maybe Baez isn't. <laughs> and also, before I forget, uh, shout out to Max Muncy, World Series champion. Yes. What an incredible story that is. Oh God, yes. Uh, and also, you saw his Instagram post.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Did you see like nice piece when money?
1: when uh, when Manfred was getting booed? Uh, Max could not help, but smile. Yeah. (laughs) dude, He's a legend. Absolute King.
0: God. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting that they went to, to wood there and, and, or excuse me, they went to Baez taking out wood because wood was still the next three up was the Nino Choi and a Rosarena. Now you figure that with the lefty on the mound, they would hit for Choi probably with Brasso. Um, but instead, he goes to Baez, who does have decent reverse splits. And and so I, I get where the the logic was there. But he has Baez. He strikes out Mike Zanino, um, who I was waiting for Mike Zanino to, like, randomly hit a game-winning home run. The, yeah. No, that series. was <laughs> – I was like I was
1: bracing for
0: it. It got to, like, he's 0 for 13 on the series. He's 0 for 14. I'm like, nah, he's, he's going to do something randomly that's going to be really fucking stupid. Thank God he didn't. He ended up getting a hit. But, like – you know that, that didn't end up happening um i also i love g-man joy can we just talk about how great G Man <laughs> uh
1: yeah you know now that the dodgers have won the world series it's fine i'll deal with the uh, i just i think it's very funny that like nobody on the dodgers like fucking Corey seager hit 400 but he never got like a cute little fucking package that's to play going to commercial break yeah, or
0: that's that's the thing is is they the the telecast did seem to kind of romanticize a a few Rays players more than it did the dodgers and and i I was talking to one of my friends during the game and and he mentions that like you know i I would freak out about a rosarena if i knew anything about him (laughs) and and i think that that kind of is a testament to the fact that there really wasn't much interesting about him that he kind of really did come out of nowhere because um if there were some interesting stuff in Randy Rosarana's life, Joe Buck would have talked about it every single game. Oh yeah. No,
1: dude, that. <laughs> Rosarana is his new, uh, Javi Baez.
0: <laughs> but like, it was very clear that they really didn't have much to say about him other than look at how good he's been. And then yeah. they just kind of like kept, you know, kept knocking on that bell the entire time. So, um, yeah. And, and, and Troy had his little, uh, th- that little nice, uh, pleasant montage, which, was funny but yeah they you know they, i guess they couldn't really do that for any dodgers players who were much better and winning the yeah. World series so it is what yeah. it is uh, <laughs> I they just... should have
1: just they should have just played uh john sterling's call for any time g-man Choi hit a home run was with the yankees <laughs> g-man the <he-Man. laughs>
0: jesus christ <laughs> um some some uh i think a good off-season topic. At some point, we'll be, we'll, you know, we'll resort to list radio, and we can do a do a list of the the ten best, and you know, by best, I mean just straight up god awful uh, John Sterling calls. Because oh,
1: dude, no, he's yeah, <laughs> yeah no, he's I mean, nothing but respect, but he's the worst. You know what? <laughs> Actually, while we're talking about announcers, uh, maybe he didn't want to do it. I can't imagine that would have been the case. If you're Fox, don't you find some way to get Vin Scully to call the last inning of that game?
0: Oh, God. Oh, Oh, don't make me think about that. I'm going to (laughs) cry. Yeah, no, wouldn't have that. Or like, I don't know, maybe now that
1: it's over, just go back and have Vin record some kind of like how he would call it. Oh. Oh, don't we need that? Don't we deserve that? Of
0: course we do. Oh, God.
1: And yet, fuck, man! Again, I am so happy that they got to win another one while Vin was still here. Yeah, I, I don't really I, care that much that Lasorda is still around. I don't, right. whatever. Fuck
0: that guy. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, I'm sure they'll get him a ring. I just want to see a oh, picture absolutely. on his on his Twitter of him in a with a 2020 championship ring. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Um,
1: as soon as they, as soon as they fucking release some kind of video of Vin narrating the season.
0: Yeah yeah
1: good good luck man
0: please um we were we were mentioning just the dominance of the relievers in 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 game six and uh how Baez uh came in and and he still did his job he only allowed a he you know he struck out Zanino he got a pop fly from Choi and then he struck out or no he he uh got a Rosarena got a hit off of him and then Victor Gonzalez came in and Victor Gonzalez just incredible work um you know he he got the ground out on Austin Meadows to yeah. that inning, and then he comes in next inning and strikes out the side. Uh,
1: Victor, uh dude, what a! Mm. Vic, he's just one of those things where it I it's from Moneyball, right? Where it's like you can't help but be romantic about baseball. Yeah, like just ugh, like we said, what a incredible story, man! To find to find Victor Gonzalez and Julio Urias while you're in Mexico to scout Yasiel Puig, like jeez, what a! <laughs> Uh,
0: what a trip God, that's amazing and like victor had you know he had a huge moment in game five as well uh when he when he came in in the eighth inning and uh yeah i, don't know, I think I that
1: know. was he got i think he got a rosarana to strike out there or something like that
0: yeah yeah well it, dustin may had started that inning yeah um and he gave up he gave up a hit to to Meyer and then uh yoshi tsutsugo i think that was the only time tsutsugo came up in the world series i thought he'd, i thought he would do a little more um <laughs> he 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 got a a fly ball off of him and then and then victor came in um and he walked mike brasso and there was a little bit of a concern there so they had two on with one out and then he got rosa rosarena to, to hit a fly ball and then he got brandon Lau to line out so um, and then Blake Trinan closed out that game, and thank God they went to Trinan yeah. there, and, and Trinan did. It, it, he, that was the best, I think, Blake Trinan had ever looked. Like, in yeah. 97, it was incredible. Um, he struck out Willie Adamas and the game. It was uh, oh, It was great to watch. Um, yeah, I, I think just overall the how incredibly effective the bullpen was uh, in the last couple games of the series, because then, you know, uh, Star came in to start the 7th, um he got two outs but then gave up the the single to Mike Zanino. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, there it is. There he comes. And then Julio comes in and that was it. Uh, just
1: mas- just masterful by God. Julio, man.
0: Um and it's weird too. I completely forgot about Julio being available for that much for game 6 given that uh you know he had started game 4. You kind of figure um not that he was unavailable but I, I didn't I didn't view him as a reliever at that point anymore, you know, but um, I was also drunk. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of it is good as what it is. Um, and then Julio goes eight up, eight down to end the game, which is incredible. Just, um, and just
1: just in dominant fashion, too. Like, yeah, it just the Rays looked silly yeah. while he was up there.
0: Um, the, the last two were strikeouts to Brasso and, and Adamez um, where. They were both looking and it was as if they had no idea what dude, was going Thomas,
1: on. Yeah, it was so nice. It was so nice again to be on the other side of the like, you know, final at bat of the World Series where the guy just looks lost. Yeah, just doesn't know what he's doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, like uh,
1: Machado it, in 18. He just <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, fucking uh, fuck that guy. Huh? <laughs> you think he's going to yeah, uh, dude, you got to, He's got to he's got to give that fan his whole contract.
0: That's right. That's right oh uh, <laughs> suck it manny god uh, yeah you, you had a good run hope you invested wisely um,
1: yeah i i don't want to spend much much of my brain power on padres fans but <laughs> y'all can suck it man <laughs> you fucking fuck calling this a fake ring or some shit when you guys flooded the streets of san diego over wh- beating the cardinals in three games in a fucking made off playoff series made-up playoff series oh uh, oh
0: yeah yeah oh it's so
1: oh man just so many layers to this that's just Mm. like oh we're never even gonna i don't know man we're gonna keep recording things and just things are gonna come to mind and it's just like we're just gonna live off this for forever
0: um my question to you is so at what point at what point did you realize it was over at at what point did you go Um, oh my god we're winning
1: no, I think uh, Mookie's home run.
0: Yeah, yeah. This that was
1: I think that was the moment
0: that was because
1: to, to watch it. I knew that that I knew that it was gone off the bat. And just to watch him round the bases and celebrate and to see the team like celebrate. Like, I just knew that there was no way at that point that they were giving up two runs. No, especially with like a not super strong part of their order coming up. Not that any other part of the order was mm. strong
0: uh and also even though it was obvious credit to dave roberts to keeping julio in to finish yeah, that game yeah. like, like he could have easily just gone to trinan uh he could have gone to kenley uh, yeah. he could have he could have done anything but the way julio was throwing um it, it, no, it you know all the sense in the world and and thank god you know he he, he stuck with his guy and did that and yeah. that's you know People are gonna say, oh, he threw analytics out the window. He went with his gut. Well, not really. Again, like if a pitcher yeah, is I mean, pitching you know, really if, well, yeah. you want them to 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 keep pitching, especially to guys yeah. who hadn't seen him that night yet. So yeah. Um,
1: and can we also just how I'm so thankful that it was Adamus that was up there for that yeah. last out. <laughs> yeah. Because I it's not that he was he didn't play dirty, like he didn't try to spike anybody, but you'll never convince me that both of those plays at second base weren't intentional and therefore dirty. Oh, yeah. He absolutely pulled Muncie off the bag. Yeah. And he absolutely pushed Barnes's foot off the bag. Mm -hmm. Like, that's bullshit. And that the the, the umpires didn't convene to talk about it at either time is insane to me. I know. So I'm glad that he stood up there and stared at those pitches I know. and was the last out of the world series.
0: Because even though I was saying, you know, I was waiting for Mike Zanito to homer, Willie Adamez is like the exact person who typically goes off against the Dodgers in the season yeah. or, to you know, Brandon Lau. And he kind of was, except Lau, the only thing he could do was hit home runs the opposite way on occasion. Otherwise, he was completely useless. Yeah, I
1: dude, I that was so funny that all of a sudden he was back and then I don't think he really did anything yeah. for
0: the rest of the series. <laughs> oh god i know thank god and like
1: <laughs> again fucking i think it was in the last game there where uh someone hit a ground ball to the right side and joe buck is like that is a ground ball to the right side
0: <laughs> who was it um it was it was to yeah because taylor it, was playing deep
1: yeah um, it, it might it, you know
0: so it was probably it was like wendell or lao
1: um, yeah, it was. I think it was. I think it was Lau.
0: <laughs> and yeah, Joe Buck like Joe lost Buck his was shit Joe Buck
1: was so horny for that, and it was literally just a fucking ground ball into the shit <laughs> Unreal, dude. And that dude, fucking Joe Buck, steinered himself the entire series.
0: Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, um, it's funny. It's over. I, I mean, I like. I'll be honest, though. Like, I don't. I think Joe Buck is fine. Like, I, I think that. There were times during the postseason where he was actually loose in the booth and was having yeah, fun. Yeah, he
1: gets a he gets a bad rap.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: but he's ultimately fine. I think, uh, I think just for baseball, I do think, I don't. I hate to be this kind of guy, but I just I don't think he wanted to see the Dodgers succeed. Mm. Like you could tell that you could hear the disappointment in his voice <laughs> when the Dodgers would do good, as opposed to like pure joy when someone on the Rays would do good. <laughs> That's why I, I, I'm, I'm so thankful that fucking at least Joe Davis got to call the NLCS game I know, seven.
0: I know. And he did such a tremendous job,
1: too. He is. He is. Joe so Davis good. is so he's good. one of the best announcers working. Yeah. I don't understand why Padres fans have such a vendetta against him. It's so <laughs> funny. Uh,
0: but he's he's really tremendous. And it's it's great to see him getting more and more national opportunities because yeah. he's, he he does a fantastic job. And
1: if you're listening, Joe, you're a uh, open invite.
0: <laughs> yes yeah um and we can come on on uh you know yeah well, well
1: that's fine <laughs> we're not territorial uh Stop i that. god dude you know what like it's so great that we get to like roster bait oh my god this off season oh. but it's not about like how do we finally get over the hump i know it's just like how do we get better and do it again
0: yes yeah. oh god this off season talks to me so much fun which is thank God because if they lost the oh. series uh this our offseason shows would be just utter shit we wouldn't talk about baseball at all no
1: yeah 100 every every week would just be Mandalorian recaps yeah. <laughs> I oh, might god. actually i would actually probably turn into like uh someone that just creates content about how star wars is dead now because of women or something like that like <laughs> that would be my uh that'd be my new yeah. niche
0: um we just make weird jokes about how cyberpunk isn't out yet and like, like but, um,
1: dude that sucks man
0: um i don't uh, that game looks a lot of fun but um once i saw keanu was in it i was sold
1: <laughs> oh dude cyberpunk is gonna be so funny because i don't you know the uh the uh, i guess hashtag gamers or whatever uh. that are generally like anti-social justice warriors or whatever yeah like i don't think they understand what cyberpunk is as a genre <laughs> so it's going to be very fun to watch them twist themselves in a little pretzels trying to defend why they like the game so much but also why you know it's too woke for them or some bullshit
0: <laughs> uh um going back to because we have there's a couple of interesting uh off-season points that that started today that i want to talk about yeah uh, before that, we end this episode but yeah just, the just to- uh, the
1: the, well, I think the final cap for the Dodgers winning the World Series is the fact that the Dodgers won the fucking World Series. Finally, yeah, after yeah, 32 years. I, I no longer have to say that I was born the last time the Dodgers won the World Series. That's over. Yeah. It's
0: gone. Oh, thank they God. fucking
1: did it. Thank God.
0: Um, of course, Mookie was the missing piece. Um, yeah, I
1: I he, will apologize. I yeah, was very yeah, hard on I, him. I was, he was uh, not. Yeah. Okay, listen. He was <laughs> not great up until game six but the great ones always come through when they're needed the most
0: there you go that's so good.
1: that's, that's good. fine he i will hope that he performs better next year but you know he did what he, he had the double he had a couple nice defensive plays thank god for bellinger's back getting healthy
0: yeah yeah I
1: that's know. uh Just, that was major I he had, had <laughs> a couple of those uh he chased down a couple balls that could have easily dropped and changed the series yeah yeah and, and he made and he made it look easy too
0: if um if Cody was in center at the end of game four, you might have things go a little differently. And yeah. like there was there was a hot second too because then in the next game, Chris Taylor also bobbled a ball. And I like said to my friend, I'm like, oh shit, do you think Chris Taylor has the yips? Like, like uh, I, was, I was really scared for a sec. Um, hopefully, even if he fuck. does, hopefully they're cured by winning a World Series. Now.
1: And that's another guy too. Like, I'm so glad that Taylor got a ring because yeah. he was he legitimately like almost an MVP caliber player in 2017, mm-hmm. at least for the Dodgers. Like he was insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for him to get a ring, it's just, ah, man, there's just, we're there's going to be times where we mention random guys on the show. And I'm just gonna be like, Oh my God, thank God he got a yeah. ring. <laughs>
0: yeah. That'll just be a recurring segment for the yeah. We'll We'll, 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 you know, uh, we'll just name a random person and be very happy for them getting a ring. Um, yeah.
1: But uh, I, <laughs> let's let's uh let's do a little slight roster baiting here.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because
1: uh, I don't know. Did you see uh, did you see what Dick Monfort said today in a letter to season ticket holders? No. Did you see this uh, sent out a letter to season ticket holders that said uh, in part, "This is per Nick Grokey. I'm gonna say his name is on Twitter." Uh, quote: "There will be nothing normal about this offseason as the industry faces a new economic reality." <laughs> and that is going to be the theme of the offseason yeah. for, I want to say, how many total teams are there? Are there 30 there baseball are, teams? There are
0: 30, yes.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to say for about 28 of the 30 teams, mm-hmm. that is going to be the uh, the line in this offseason. And for <sighs> the two teams that should not have that line, they are poised to absolutely feast on this offseason season. I, I I don't think that either will really do it, but they're positioned to do it, and they both should. Oh my and obviously, God. I don't think we need to say which those two teams are, because everybody that listens should have a brain. But you know, I would not be stunned if you see a couple big names get moved in the name of, uh, you know, financial reasons.
0: <sighs> oh, oh can you imagine?
1: I mean. I would hope that coming to the Dodgers would help him because he'd get to work with an actual hitting coach, maybe. Uh huh. But like, Arenado could very easily be like, "Listen, trade me and trade
0: me here." Yeah, because he already he already was uh, was saying shit like that last offseason. Yeah, he's
1: tired of it. Yeah, and I I don't I get why he did it because he does he doesn't he's not the model of health, but like, man, at some point you got to realize that you can't sign a fucking multi year deal with a team like the Rockies. No. There's just, there's no reason. And especially if your stated goal is to win. Um, The only kind of contract I'd sign with the Rockies is like a Machado type where I'm getting like 10 years. Yeah. And then I would just be like, I don't really give a shit. Like I got paid. Like that's the only way. Cause Monfort clearly Monfort's got to be one of the worst owners in American team sports. Oh yeah. The dude is like, at least most owners are smart enough to hide their contempt for people. And the fact that they just want to run baseball teams like hedge funds. But, like, Monfort's just open about it.
0: <laughs> um, oh, boy. Yeah, so we're, we're already seeing... I think there there were two big uh, pieces of news today, and I get three now because I didn't see the Monfort stuff, but um, that are showing that we're heading into what could be a very dark time for baseball. Yeah. Um, and I think that... Uh, OK, OK, let's let's take a look first off from the financial aspects, because as you mentioned, like you now have already the owner of the Rockies coming out and saying, like, look, uh, money's tight. <laughs> it's yeah. things are going to get really bad really quick. TV um,
1: dinners for uh, a little while, guys.
0: Uh, Look at what uh, the news that came out with the Indians today. In terms that the Indians are are looking at straight up uh, releasing Brad Hand or at least putting him onto waivers and hope that somebody claims him. The interesting thing about that is the fact that Brad Hand has a ten million dollar club option on his on his uh, on his deal this year. A pitcher of Brad Hand's caliber, a one year $10 ten million dollar de- deal, is nothing. That's that's great. That's what Blake Trinan signed coming into this offseason. That's a that's a um that's a once good reliever looking to uh repair his value. A one year, $10 million deal. Brad Hand is still very good. He's he's a, a very strong bullpen piece. And the Indians are looking to waive him, not because they don't want to exercise the $10 million club option, but rather because they don't want to pay the one million dollar <laughs> out. So we're looking at a situation in which the Indians are afraid of spending $1 million right now. And if the Indians are freaking out that much about money, first of all, that means Lindor's gone this offseason. Yeah. You're trading him easily. Um, and that also, on a, on a bigger scale, shows that teams are freaking out about finances right now. Yep. And uh, you're, you're going to look at a situation in which First of all, coming into this offseason, I think the middle reliever market is going to be rather large because there's going to be a lot of non tenders because teams are not going to want to pay these guys, uh, especially relievers. I, obviously, like that is a model to not pay for bullpens. The Dodgers don't really it, look at the way that they created their bullpen. Sure, they gave Kenley Jansen a gigantic extension, but and this is an offseason topic that I want to have at some point. I think Kenley is actually rather underappreciated in terms of the. Uh, his his overall importance to the franchise over the last decade oh yeah no i i think yeah like, no
1: we can we can get into that but that's absolutely yeah, true
0: yeah that's um,
1: one of the that's one of the vindications about finally winning
0: yeah yeah thank god uh because like as much as i loved eric gagne um like there was a romanticization romanticization people really fucking liked eric <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh um But statistically speaking, Kenley Jansen was a was a better closer for a longer time, and also was probably not on steroids like Gagne was. But anyway, (laughs) uh, we uh, you're going to see a lot of teams non tender free uh, non tender relievers because they're not going to want to pay for relievers because the clear model of building bullpens is to build internally and then sign reclamation guys on value deals. So uh, a lot of guys like Brad Hand are going to hit the market because teams don't want to pay him. So the Dodgers are sitting in a position where they probably are making decent money right now for a franchise in a pandemic. They're probably the only franchise making money except for maybe the Yankees. And so the Dodgers could easily pick up a bunch of guys like a Brad Hand and just throw them into the bullpen and suddenly, oh boy, oh man. Um, But yeah, it is also very damning on the state of the sport going into this offseason we might see a lot of guys not on teams by spring training it's going to get rather ugly pretty quickly and it's already getting there with the fact yeah. that he's coming out with Brad Hand today just the you know 2 days after the world series has ended oh boy it's uh it's going to be a weird weird offseason
1: yeah can't wait
0: Ugh. Um,
1: God, I can't wait. I actually I have Moneyball on right now, and I don't want to fucking lift my TV up and throw it <laughs> against the wall. And um, I'm actually excited to see what happens in baseball this offseason.
0: Now, the other interesting uh, point that came out today um, that is also damning on the future of baseball, but in a different sense, uh, Tony La Russa is managing again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you... Uh, did you see that
1: picture that I sent uh, the uh, the welcome the welcome uh, picture for Tony Larusa that the White Sox sent out? No, I didn't. I didn't. Let me uh, let me vamp for a minute. Let me send that to you real quick. That is not Tony Larusa's signature. That is one hundred percent AJ Hinch's signature.
0: Oh my god, you're right.
1: What the fuck? That is hilarious. Holy shit! I know Passon said. Uh, that there was serious discontent within the the organization at the hire of uh, Tony Larusa, and that was a total Reinsdorf move.
0: That's insane. Which is
1: uh, it's just perfect.
0: Oh my god, that's wild. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> um, the the reason why it's so weird to hire Tony Larusa in 2020 um, for one, he hasn't managed till, since 2011. Uh, he is the poster child of old dude baseball. <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better word um and he's coming in to manage one of the youngest teams in the league uh do you think that Tony La Russa and Tim Anderson are going to see eye to eye about yeah the no
1: 100 uh you know Tony La Russa, I believe this year said that um Tatis was showboating when he hit that 3-0 grand slam oh good
0: Here we yeah go. so
1: that it's no it's just one of the most <laughs> it makes so much sense uh, and you know especially uh when your front office skews towards more data-driven approach and uh, have all these young guys that are exciting and, uh, you know, I guess uh, are not white, Tony La Russa is just the best possible manager for that team. That's a great decision.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Tim Anderson going to get benched after every home run this season. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> he, he will, he will uh, try to retain himself when it comes to uh, flipping the bat, and then suddenly, like, he'll he'll randomly, like, kind of put down his bat a little too hard again. And yeah, like, the the Tony's
1: going to be like, hey, get out of there, man. Oh. Oh, You're done. God.
0: Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's, I um, ju- dude, that's ugly. Can, I,
1: <sighs> Dude, I just, yeah, man. How do you... What happened there? That is clearly A.J. Hinch's signature, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's so like obviously.
1: What happened? Did did the GM, did Han decide he's going to hire A.J. Hinch and then Jerry Reinsdorf said no and fucking went on his own and hired Tony La Russa? Like, that is insane. And I feel bad because the White Sox are genuinely an exciting young team. But if Han leaves or GM leaves... LaRusso is going to want to trade these guys and get like win now players. And they're just going to fuck themselves up. Yeah, dude. And I he, guess now Hinch is the Hinch is the leading candidate for the Tigers. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that figures. I
1: think and I I don't know, like I think Cora is just going right back to Boston. Yeah,
0: I, I like uh I hate that they're both going to get jobs again, but like, they're both going to get jobs again easily. Yeah. I, I mean, think, whatever. Yeah. Cora it is what it is. is, is like kind of, you the knew that in, candidate out there.
1: You knew that was going to happen as soon as they didn't actually get any real punishment for what they did in 2017. So, right. Yeah. And I'm fucking honestly, like once, uh, when the Dodgers were down three, one, I was, I was very excited for the possibility of Alex Cora managing th- the Dodgers. So
0: <laughs> I know, I know. I'm already man. like trying to convince myself to be okay with that. Um, but, you know, it could it would have been like Chase Odley or, or A.J. Ellis, I feel like actually
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I think A.J. Ellis, uh, I think he's going to be he should be on TV like he, he should be a, an analyst uh, in a broadcast booth. because I've See, heard him talk about baseball before and he's he's very smart. He, he's he's good behind the mic. He should be. He should be an analyst for somebody. Maybe maybe well, a, a radio. Maybe just make Monday the main. You can let Charlie Steiner <laughs> retire at this point. Isn't uh, the main guy in AJL. Isn't
1: AJ? Uh, isn't he a coach with the Padres or something now?
0: I I think so, but I, I really feel like he's just. He, I'm and also like he probably does have a very strong future in terms of managing as well.
1: Yeah, you know, catchers that, are always managers.
0: Like, yeah. Um, I thought I thought Brad Osmus was gonna be such a fucking good manager. And uh yeah, no, he's uh AJ Ellis is is a special assistant to the GM for the Padres. Yeah. So um he, he yeah, he, he's in a position where he's he's gonna move around a lot. He's gonna have yeah. a lot of different positions in, in baseball. Also, I, he, he could take the David Ross path where you know he's yeah. he's you an know, analyst on TV and then he gets a managing
1: job. You know what's crazy is uh for for as weird as their other parts of their broadcasts are, the Fox pregame and postgame show is so good.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah. get
1: it because like they all tweet like old men. Yeah, but like when they're on TV, they're just they're good. Like Arod's good, Poppy's good, Frank Thomas is good. That, that's so the, shout out, shout yeah. out to them.
0: I think Arod is is good when he's not in game like like as a pre and post game he's he's good poppy is actually yeah he's really good i I was i was pleasantly surprised with david ortiz as a as a as an analyst i think he does a really good job um he was the only one too, where like they were talking about um i think it was i don't remember which game it was i think it was in the brave series where um it was the idea of using kershaw in relief and all of them were like yeah yeah he, he needs to come into this game and poppy goes no! 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 No. <laughs> no! No! Don't do that. <laughs> it doesn't work for him. Don't don't have him come in out of the bullpen. Don't do that. Um, yeah, he's. I, I like him a lot. I, I think he's done a really good job. Yeah. Um. But yeah, oh, fuck. It's gonna be such a weird off season. It's gonna be so weird. No, but yeah. thank God we won coming into this one.
1: Yeah, I'm just. Uh, <laughs> it's oh. so nice that I get to enjoy baseball. I know.
0: God. Just. I, I even played MLB the show yesterday, like <laughs> I'm OK with doing that now. Like I, I, there's a time where I have to detach from baseball for you know, a very yeah, long time. No, oh
1: actually, God. you know what? Yeah, I feel like that wraps up our baseball talk today.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: God, we're world champions, man. World champions. That's I'm going to get it. I'm getting a tattoo. I, I was going to do it in 2017, but I'm definitely doing it now.
0: Oh, man. I uh, have to do it. I probably won't, but I, I
1: (laughs) uh, man. And it's just, yeah, dude. Like it just, there's no dark cloud over the rest of everything. Like, no, it's great. PlayStation five comes out in like two weeks. That's gonna be great.
0: We do have the election next week. So that's yeah. Fine. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> this is baseball has like has has been a nice distraction. I completely forgot. Like earlier in the week, somebody mentioned like, yeah, next week is election night. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, that's, that came yeah, up. yeah I
1: think that's just felt. I think that's just because because of a COVID situation, yeah. like they've not been out there.
0: Yeah, thank God.
1: Campaigning. And also I've just disconnected entirely from politics because. Oh. Yeah, whatever. It all sucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: we'll see what happens yeah but uh no i think this is a good spot to wrap up because i think we'll if i added this correctly we'll be at an hour and a half right on the money um oh boy well we did it
1: world champs man god my god never take it away
0: um swing shift is a top 10 podcast we (laughs) in the year of our lord 2020 we win the world series and swing shift is, breaks the top ten of Dodger podcasts. These are not coincidences. No, they are directly correlated. Should
1: everybody should actually send us gifts? Yeah, they want to send us free championship merchandise. We'll, uh, you know, just reach out. We'll give you our address.
0: If we if we get like enough subscribers, if we get to the point where like our like audience size according to to anchor our estimated audience size is around like 65 which is 65 more people than I thought would ever listen to this podcast so uh <laughs> thank you and I I mean this from the bottom of my heart maybe this is I don't know if this is our season finale podcast technically I don't know you know I mean we're gonna do a bunch of off seasons we're yeah we're, no we're, we're gonna stopping. we're never gonna stop
1: no we're too we're too high now we're we're <laughs> we're, we're on we're cloud can, nine can, we're, we're I, I swear to god cloud, bro, bro. We if you want to hop on tomorrow, we can talk about the Mandalorian. I don't give a shit. We're oh. world champs.
0: Oh, we can do anything. Yeah, um, we are invincible now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Golden gods. <laughs> uh, no, if we get enough people like I have ideas for like T-shirts that I think. Would oh, be hell yeah. Sick. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's good for the brand. merchandise this thing. Let's 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 blow this shit up. Um,
1: Swing shift the movie.
0: I can't believe it. We're world champs. Ugh, it's so good. Dude. Uh, that's all that. matters. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, what also matters is if, uh, you know, give us a, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> <laughs> uh, at swingshift shift, R&B. follow our personal accounts. Uh, I, I'm at Ryan underscore Bursch. Bo is, uh, is that Bo Benson? Something like that.
1: Yeah. Something like that. you will find it, whatever. <laughs>
0: we're, we're around. Um, well, for all these we, as always, thank you to the house band Ass Life. They've done a phenomenal job this season. They they should get a ring as well. Uh this is, <laughs> uh This is Swing Shift. I'm Ryan Bershinger, he's Bo Benson. Thank you so much. And and like we mean it, seriously. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no,
1: thank you. Especially everybody we're thank an hour you. and a half in.
0: So this yeah. uh this is so incredibly nice. That 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 any of you listen to our, our our stuff because we're just a couple idiots, but we're a top ten Dodger podcast. Remember that. A computer. Uh we tricked we tricked an algorithm into putting us into the top ten, and we will <laughs> never let anybody forget that that is our ring. We're gonna get we're gonna get yeah, no, that's, rings.
1: That's our we're championship. We're gonna
0: have top ten Dodger podcasts on on the side. That'll be good. Until next time. Remember, we're world champs. was a swing shift. Thank you all.
1: Thanks, everybody.